John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. It is Saturday, October 29th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. How's your trip been, man? You look like you're having a freaking blast up there, John Boy Media Headquarters. When the games are that good, it makes our job very, very Mm -hmm. easy. Sitting in front of the cameras watching it last night with Peter and Jake and Jimmy and Pax and Nikki Cass and Dan Canobio and BBD. Everyone was in there. We're having a great time. This it's, it's the best type of entertainment, man. Like this series we, we thought was going to be good. And we had that notion, but for game one to go off like it did, I mean, it really set the tone for this series and Padres Phillies. I was like, this is going to be the best series of the postseason. No. I think right now we're looking at the Mm. best series of the postseason so far. I hope so. I can only guarantee you one thing. It'll be the last one. Yeah. I hope it's the best one, but we'll see. So the Phillies hand the Astros their first loss of this postseason by erasing a 5-0 deficit for a 6-5 extra inning win. Yes, the catcher, the best one in baseball, was your postseason hero. 3-2 3-2 from Garcia. Real Muto shoots one in the air the other way. Back goes Tucker at the wall. It's gone. Real Muto starts the 10th with a go-ahead shot. He tied it in the 5th. He gives him the lead in the 10th. And from down 5-0 to lead game 1-6-5. Luffy, how shocked are you they were able to come back against Possible Cy Young winner Justin Verlander on the road against a dominant team. In the moment, I was a little shocked. Uh, you got Verlander on the hill. I know his World Series stats. To me, that doesn't mean much, although maybe mm-hmm. we're talking about it a little more later. Um, but you're very confident if you're Houston, you jump out to that lead. Kyle Tucker does a damn thing, puts you up. Peter Moylan, who was here, was calling for the Phillies to just give up and say, let's put the bad bullpen in. Let's save the good bullpen game wow. over. But we've seen this team do it, put together a bat, string together those hits back to back to back, not always by the long ball. They're, they were putting the barrel to the ball all night long, and they got back and did it. So I was in the moment a little shocked, but when you really go back and think about this game, Philly never believes they're out of a game. Like they can come back in the blink of an eye and they did last night. It happened in a absolute hurry. Uh, I think one thing that we'll probably go on and touch again later as well is the bullpen coming up big for them. Yes. But yes. for the offense to answer the way they did looking back, we shouldn't be shocked anymore at what this Phillies offense can do. No, I, I guess not. I suppose I would be more shocked if this had happened against Justin Verlander in August or in September or in April or in May, there's something to this world series thing. I just read a stat that he has never left a world series start with a lead. That's amazing. That's interesting. That really is amazing. I think it's in his head, but I really do. And um, 
we usually try and not focus on the negative of players or teams and build up the people who deserve the positivity because they're the ones, you know, we can sit here and say, well, why didn't Justin Verlander do this? Why didn't Dusty Baker have somebody warming in the bullpen when Verlander got in trouble a couple of innings? And those are legitimate arguments. But damn, that Philly squad is awesome. I think they're really easy to root for. The team themselves, some people can't root for Philly because of Philly fan. Sure, whatever. I don't have a problem with them. Some people do. But this team is very easy to root for, I think. Don't you? I do. There's a bunch of great personalities. Um, you kind of have a mixture of dudes. You have, you know, Schwarber, who kind of looks like the everyman, and, and Hoskins, even him, too. And then you have the absolute star in Bryce Harper. Uh, you have a sort of a – what do you even call JT Romuto? He doesn't look like a catcher. He looks no, like he- an athlete. Like, if you're going to specify him – you don't put a position. You just write athlete. They're starting to do that now mm-hmm. in sports. Uh, and then you have the young guys like Boehm, who's had what a great character arc he's had in Philly this year from yeah. at the bottom to where he's at now playing very good defense. They're just, they are really easy to root for. And Castellanos, yeah. we all know from the Rose rotation, how fun he is. Yeah, It's interesting because I go back to our conversation with Nick earlier this year. Um, he was the guy who sat next to Alec Boehm the night that he had that kind of mini meltdown, if you will. And he pulled Vom aside. He said, listen, you have to go talk to these people. He said, this might feel like the worst day of your career. You're going to look back when you have 15 seasons into the show and realize this might've been your best moment, your strongest moment. And I think that he doesn't become the player that he did this season without having that moment. Yeah. I, I know that night. Cause I talked to a few guys in that clubhouse there. It was Castellanos, uh, Gibson, you know, there's a lot of veteran leadership there and they, mm-hmm. I think they looked at Bohm and they said, dude, we've all been there. Yep. And in that moment, you offer a lending hand. And yeah, if you are Bohm, it, that is so comforting. Understanding like, dude, yeah, I know I messed up, but my teammates have my back. And that's really all you need in that moment. And now he's turned it around. And again, he's looked really good defensively. Sure has. Sure has. Made a great, great play last night. Basically yeah. falling all the way into the dugout before throwing the ball. That was awesome. All right, bigger deal last night. Castellanos' diving catch in the ninth to force extras or the Phillies out bullpenning the Astros? I mean, I don't know if they out bullpen the Astros. That Astros bullpen did pretty well. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Luis Garcia gets at the bomb, so they both pitched well. So I'll go with the Castellanos diving catch. Uh, I, I like seeing, you know, hard work pay off. I, I know Castellanos isn't graded out, you know, well in the outfield and, that doesn't matter on a game-to-game basis. I know he's putting putting in work out there. If you look at that play, uh, they got brought in because Altuve steals second base. They had been playing no doubles. Mm-hmm. So they, get, they get brought in. As soon as that ball comes off, he gets a good read on it, looks towards second base, sees no one's coming to help. And then he turned on the Jets a little bit. Yeah, he, did. he ran a perfect route and got there. He's a big boy. Chris, that was bottom of the ninth. Two outs. If that ball falls, it's game over. Houston's up one nothing, and we're talking about they're they're going to sweep. They got this one. They're going to sweep. Instead, he catches it, allows Bryce Harper to get another at bat. I know Bryce didn't do it. Got a base hit. JT ended up doing it, but it was massive, man. Look at this guy. I know, and you know, people forget he he was a shortstop in high school, came up as a third baseman where he wasn't great either. He has been an outfielder for several years. So people say, well, what's the big deal? It's not natural to him. Hell, I, I got to be honest with you. He feels like a natural DH. 
Like, that's <laughs> what he feels like, right? But they can't do that because of Harper's injury. So it was remarkable. However, the Phillies did out-bullpen the Astros. The Astros' bullpen was great, but they weren't as good as Philly. Sure. Just weren't. I mean, Philly came in, and they threw five and two-thirds with five different pitchers out there, seven strikeouts, no runs. That is a hell of a job to keep it just there. And we think that because bullpens are so strong in today's game that everybody you bring out there is going to be perfect. You know how hard it is to get five guys to line up and do their job at the top of their peak performance? That is where you just need one guy to be off just this much against a team like the Astros, and it all could have gone to shit. And Dave Robertson was pretty close to that. Like, he couldn't find the zone. I let Miss Diaz, Mr. I don't know what the fuck that was that he was, was doing, by the That at bat is, I, I said earlier today, we recorded uh, Talking Baseball, and I said, I don't think he sees the field again. I think that if you're the manager and you see him kind of being that desperate in that moment, in that situation. Yeah, that's weird. Getting on base means nothing. Getting on base means nothing there, except you're passing the baton on to somebody else. Like he had a chance to win the game and he's putting his elbow out there. That doesn't, doesn't seem very confident, does it, Ciro's? Well, you tell me, how do other guys in the clubhouse see that? Do they see that as a sign of scurred desperation or do they just say, okay, no big deal. He's just trying to, I, I don't know. I, I I think the moment got really big for him right there. And how could it not? It's game one of the World Series. You get a, a spiked curveball. You get runners on second and third. But like in you want your hitter to now say, I'm going to fucking drive those runs mm-hmm. in. Not, I'm going to stick my elbow out, go to first base, and let somebody else do it. You pinch hit, bro. You pinch hit. Like We're trusting you to go up there and put a good mm-hmm. a bat together, and you just didn't do it. I mean, then you try to jump something 3-0, caught a wrinkle and swung and missed, stuck your ass out in the next pitch, excuse my language, grounded out to end the game. It didn't inspire a lot of confidence out of me. Seeing that. Oh, mm -mm. God, that was weird. It was weird. He's been a pretty important player for them. He's filled a lot of Yeah, exactly. That was really strange. So tip of the cap to the Phillies bullpen. You know, they, they were a big question mark coming into this thing, at least through one game. Excellent. All right. Uh, unheralded moment that shouldn't be forgotten from last night, but probably will be bullpen usage for me. So I think <clears throat> topper going to Alvarado, um, this, what was this in the fifth inning, fifth inning earliest they'd been brought in. I, he saw the lane he wanted. He got him to face Alvarez popped out to Bohm. He gets Bregman strike to strike out to end the inning and then goes back out and gets Tucker he has Topper has to manage aggressively like this with his bullpen. When he sees these high pressure, high leverage situations, he's he's only got a few guys that he really trusts in those situations. And I think last night bringing him in, putting the fire out, allowing after that was after Philly had tied the game. You you just want to keep that game close or tied so you can let your offense work. And I think that was it, man. And he only you know he didn't he didn't throw that many pitches. I keep going back to it. How many was it, BBD? Seven pitches. Mm. He's fresh. Yeah. Yep. He'll be out there. Yeah. They need him. Uh, for me, it was that fourth inning. So Philly's down five zip. They get a couple runners on and Castellanos comes up and he falls behind O2 and Verlander throws him a slider. That's like two feet outside. And Castellanos really had to work just to not swing at it. Like it was one of those where you're like, Nikki, what are you doing? <laughs> but he held up enough to get it to one, two, and then another breaking ball, and somehow he got the barrel of the bat on the baseball and knocked it to left to get Philly on the board. 
And that allowed then Bohm to hit the two-run double to get him to 5-3 after that inning, which I thought was critical. Huge. But for Castellanos to fall behind 0-2 against a future Hall of Famer like Verlander and not put himself away on the terrible 0-2 swing, quasi-swing, I guess no swing, and then to get a barrel on it, I, that was awesome because that wasn't that bad a pitch by Verlander, I didn't think. No, no, no. There was a couple of swings like that last night where guys just kind of had hard fought at bats, put the ball in play, and good things ended up happening. Yeah, I just want to make one point that if that's a Cleveland Guardian getting that hit, they're like, oh, there they go again, the Cleveland Bloopers. <laughs> but when Nick Castellanos does it, we're like, shit, that helped him win a freaking World Series game. So I, I think Phillies had the most blooper slash low exit velo knocks or game-changing plays all in all of the postseason. They've done a really good job of battling and 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 prolonging at bats, fouling pitches off. The stuff that we talk about the Guardians doing well, the, Philly, the Phillies have been doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, they also have guys that can hit at 488 feet, yes. i.e. Schwarber. So, and I'm happy for Castellanos. I know this had, had to have been a very rough season for him. Very rough. His OPS, like 250 points lower than it was a season ago. But man, he, he said it before the first game against the St. Louis Cardinals in the wild card round. He said, man... I am hitting the reset button. Now you hear some guys say it and you're like, yeah, you're full of shit. But this guy has been good enough in the show to be like, yeah, he could hit the reset button. Yes. He's done a damn good job, man. That night was huge. huge. I tell you that all the time, man. Once those numbers turn over and everyone's back at zero, it's a fresh feeling. The weight of the world is lifted off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It just feels different. Yep. All right. So that moves us to game two uh, tonight. Really good pitching matchup. If this had been game one, would have been just as excited. Fromber against Wheeler. One, both, or neither will last longer than either starter from game one, and that was uh, Verlander who went five at the longer out. This is just a hunch because how can we really know? Wheeler's been so good in the playoffs. 0.51 whip through four starts is the lowest of any four-start span in MLB postseason history. He's doing the damn thing, and we know what Framber can do. I think the offenses kind of take a step back tonight. I think probably both of them go past five or at least into the sixth. And then we see, we'll see what happens. I think, you know, there's not a lot of guys that Topper trusts out there. So he wants to get some length out of Wheeler. Um, I think that's going to play into it. And I think Framber is just one of those guys. He, he understands how to pick hitters apart. I could see both dudes going into the sixth tonight. How about that? Well, you're right. Um, you know, earlier, in the postseason, we talked about if Zach Wheeler was like the breakout star of the playoffs. And, you know, it's hard to say that for a starting pitcher, but look at what he has done. Four postseason starts. He's gone at least six innings in each of them. An ERA of 178. And you talked about his whip. He's allowed 13 base runners in 25 and a third innings. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's utterly insane. So he's going at least six tonight. He's going at least six. Uh, Framber is captain quality start. Yeah. So, I mean, that's six innings. That's three runs. I don't expect anything different. And, oh, by the way, he faced this Phillies lineup, I think, the last day of the regular season on October 5th. Only They only let him go five innings, but he struck out 10 and allowed only two hits. Now, I know Philly had already clinched, but a lot of the guys he's going to see tonight were out there. So, you've, you've equated it to a spring training game. So, I don't know how much we get into it, but. I'm not betting against that guy. Is this? He's probably going to finish second to Verlander in the Cy Young, isn't he? 
That's a great question. I haven't looked back at those notes in a long time. Dude. I've been on the playoff train here. Uh, Frambert seems to me like he's a, the type of pitcher that can pick hitters apart. And if you start to get really aggressive on, you know, his off-speed pitch and you're maybe getting the barrel to it, he's just going to move it off the plate a little bit more, a little bit more till you, till you stop swinging at it essentially. So if if the Phillies end up getting big and, and, and and too aggressive, I think, yeah, he can go uh, late into the game. If they're, if they are, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're selective. Oh, good word. And they've had a really good game plan so far in the postseason. Um, they might be able to get to him, but I'm not going to bet against Framber getting into the sixth inning. There's just no way. Well, who is it? The Yankees had had 25 swings and misses against him in 101 pitches. Like, that's an enormous number. Yeah, the Phillies have not been swinging and missing, though. That's I know they the don't. I know they don't. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand two different teams, but I think the point is he just has the ability. So I'd be shocked if if both guys aren't out there at the start of the sixth inning. Shocked. The way I'm looking at this series, anything can happen. Both these offenses are electric. So if they open this, the game up and all of a sudden we're 4-4 in the second inning, I'm like, oh, these offenses, here we go. I don't know. Well, hold on. Are they electric? Houston has not been electric. There's been a couple of times they put up some big numbers. But I just... Not- I just look at the top five guys in each lineup and mm-hmm. you're saying to navigate through that is treacherous. By the way, great job, Kyle Tucker last night. Didn't even mention him in the first 15 minutes of the show. That's we we've been talking about that. This guy's the hero. Then you give up the lead. And now all of a sudden, like people are going to forget that he hit two home runs in a game. But if you win that game, it's the Kyle Tucker game. You know, what kind of slid under the radar was it media day on Thursday. Uh, he said, yeah, you know, hopefully we get a good, get a sweep wrap this up quickly, but if not, you know, I mean, they're a good team. I, I didn't, I, it's not like I was offended. Like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, he should expect to win and he should expect to win every game. So, you know, it wasn't like he said, man, those guys suck. I can't believe they're in the freaking world series. If we don't win this thing in four. It's going to be a joke. Different. A little bit different. Yeah. No, he's, he's confident. You can tell, shoot, look at him at the plate. Yeah. Damn. All right, last thing. Something I noticed during the John Boy Media live stream last night, and boy, what a party it was in there. Pete Moylan not wearing shoes. Party foul or fair game? I think it's kind of a party foul. I didn't notice it. I was locked in on the game. I like, I didn't smell anything, so like the feet were clean. I, I guess that's okay. Uh, but, you know, Peter does what he wants. I can't tell Peter to do one thing at all. He doesn't mm. listen to me. He doesn't care what I say. He's Australian, so he is always cussing. He scares me a little bit. It's fun to watch a game with, though. He's very insightful as far as uh, on the pitcher side. Yeah, no, he's awesome. That it is a it is an office, so we have to keep that in mind. Uh, very rarely do I walk around without shoes on. I think it's just common courtesy. You know, you get a you get a, a layer closer to human skin. Not in. Some people, some people would say this is actually more respectful because you don't want to bring your dirty shoes around, which I understand that too. So I'm kind of, I don't well, know, man. But that's different if we take them off when we get into the office and we all put our shoes in a cubby like it's kindergarten. Different. I would like that. Then you could slide around on the hardwood oh. floors with your socks. Okay, now now I'm on board. But if we're all wearing, it's we have to be uniform. We're either all shoes or all socks. I'll talk to Peter today. But you know what? Then he's going to be like. Why the fuck would you bring that up? You'd be like, well, hey, Rose mate. brought it up on baseball today. Well, fuck Rosie. That's what he's <laughs> going to exactly say. That's exactly what he's going to say. Yeah. He's going to say it in a loving tone. 
by the way, I caught a lot of shit because the other day here at the hotel, I was riding the elevator and I and some guy got on at like the 50th floor and got off at the 38th floor. He wasn't going to the pool or anything. Fully clothed, jeans, collared shirt, no shoes, no socks. And I tweeted out, hey, dude's not wearing any shoes. Do I say anything? And some people were like, don't be an asshole. Maybe that guy's got problems. I'm like, hey, I was just asking kind of a fun question. What problems do you have to have that you don't need to wear shoes in a Las Vegas hotel, which a lot of things happen in a Las Vegas hotel? I got to tell you, man, if you're nowhere near the pool, keep your shoes on just for your own safety. Ooh. All right, let's move on. You're we're not on tomorrow. You're traveling back home off day for the World Series. Yes. But check out the live stream tonight coming your way at eight o'clock Eastern. That'll be a blast. Same crew in there tonight. Same crew. Awesome. And we're back at it on Monday, right? I'll be there. Halloween. Who gets the who gets the dub tonight? I think the Phillies have some magic going right now, don't you? The way they've been piecing together at bats, Wheeler on the mounds, Alvarado's fresh tonight. Sir Anthony, they can empty the tank on him too. If Wheeler has a good start, I think the Phillies win. I think Framber does it. I think Framber does that thing. I think he's going to have guys swinging out of their shoes with that curveball. Yeah, I, really too. I, I, I can see that happening as well. I think it's 1-1 as we head to Philly, which would be a lot of fun. We will be back when the series is off to the East Coast. We will see you Monday. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, the amazing and fully shooed Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you Monday on Baseball Today.